Happy New Year and welcome back to the Chi Alpha After Hours podcast where we discuss relevant topics to help you follow Jesus throughout your college years and beyond. Your hosts today are Anna and Nathan, and we want to kick off winter quarter 2022 by discussing a topic quite relevant to this season of the new year, and that is physical health. People are often making New Year's resolutions about this topic, which is great, don't get me wrong, but as Christians, uh, we want to know what God says about our bodies in regards to health. And there are also many around the world, Christians or not, that experience the daily effects of sickness and disease, which greatly affects their physical health. Uh, So we want to talk about that too. This episode is a continuation of our health series. So if you want to go back and listen to our episodes about emotional and mental health, go ahead and scroll back to season one of our podcast and you'll find them there. Um, Nathan, I'm going to ask you first, what is your background regarding physical health? Uh, this is like a three-part question, so uh, but try to make it kind of brief. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. So what is your background regarding physical health? Have you ever set resolutions or have you had times in your life where you really worked towards being physically healthy? And then have there been times uh, where your health hasn't been that great? So yeah, like uh, growing up, like I went to a public school, so there was like PE and all that stuff. And that was probably when I was the most athletic was when I was a kid. So one thing, like, there's certain... I didn't really care about, like, my looks a whole lot back then or wanting to be trim or being muscular all that much. I think there was a level of, like, you know, uh, people who are buff, like, look good and stuff like that. Like, I knew that, but I didn't care a a great deal about um, aspiring for that. After high school, when you don't have PE class, like, I pretty much wasn't I don't think I was athletic at all like the most athletic I was was uh when my like friends might play like uh ultimate frisbee or something like that and we I'd be running around a little bit but that was like once in a while it wasn't really all that often and uh the thing is is that in physical health like in or in a high school like I remember being bullied a lot in high school because that's the perfect I don't know what it is about PE but like It's one of those very easy places to get just harassed for no reason. So I have like, I remember one kid, um, I have like really long legs. And so he's like, oh, dude, you run like an ostrich. I was like, what? It was a pretty lame insult. I've heard way better. And so like, but it creates one of the things I think when I think about physical health and like pursuing, trying to pursue physical health now is like my past relationship with it determines how much I want to do it. So like a lot of um, people that I know of that are like do a lot of physical like exercise and things like that oftentimes have positive relationships with it in the past. So they're like, oh man, I, you know, I ran track and I really enjoyed running and stuff like that. And they have this mm-hmm. kind of positive connection to it. Um, and so since, I, since then, uh, especially recently, I've been like, okay, I need to exercise more. Um, and so I picked up rowing actually um, oh, last year with uh, just a rowing machine. And uh, I was very wise in this. I highly recommend it. If you're picking up a new habit, don't spend a ton of money on it. Do something inexpensive, even if it's not the best thing, the best equipment. It's like invest a little. And if you're consistent with it, then invest more. So um, I picked up rowing and I really enjoyed it. I hated running. I hate running. I 
hate it. <laughs> I cannot tell you how much I dislike running. I don't know why. I know people love it. I know people enjoy it. But um, I just don't like it from the get-go. Mm. And uh, the reason I picked up... Uh, and, uh, and, but I did try running at the start because I was like, you know, it's inexpensive. I don't have to do anything. The most I'd have to buy is maybe shorts. And so, um, uh, and so I started running, but my knees were hurting actually after a while. And I was like, uh, this is not good. So we're going to stop. So I stopped running and I was like, okay. So I picked up rowing because, uh, it works a lot of muscles, um, in your body, it works like something like 80% of the muscles in your body. Really? Mm-hmm. If you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's good cardio, which is what I was looking for. I was like, no, like that's the primary reason I want to exercise is to keep my heart good mm-hmm. and strong. Um, and so I was doing that, uh, for a while and it was actually very consistent last year for a while, but then like my knees started bothering me. Um, and so, and, uh, I was really consistent. I was doing half hour, probably four or five times a week. Um, and, um, and I was shooting for more, uh, based on like what the CDC says is healthy and all that stuff and health departments and stuff and what they recommend. Um, and so I started doing that, but again, my knees started bothering me and I actually just went to the doctor recently and asked him about it. And he was like, Oh, you probably actually just need to work a different mu- this this muscle over here because apparently there's like a tendon in your leg or something like that and it moves like the if you don't work the muscle enough it moves over here and uh, I don't know oh, wow. and so he's just like yeah you should just do these stretches and exercises and so that's actually one of my things is trying to get back into it and trying to ease into it rather than like what I which is what I did and I really like rowing I can mm-hmm. row for a good while um and I break a sweat and it, it's really good. And I, um, anyway, so he's, that's my relationship with physical health. The hardest thing for me about physical exercise is just starting. It's like, hey, I have to get up and do this. I have to make time for it. I have to be consistent. Um, and being a campus pastor is actually really difficult to be consistent mm-hmm. um, because our schedules like just change so much. So like last night I'm up until really late and I had a thing early this morning and it's like, oh my gosh, I have to get this routine going. So. Have, has there ever been a time in your health where it hasn't been great? Like, have you ever experienced some more significant health, physical health stuff? Um... There was a season, it was about the time, I did notice, like, so when I was at West Skagit Valley College, so this is the year before I came to OSU, like, I noticed I had a lot of health problems come up. Mm, All Um, at once, kind of? Kind of, within the same year, let's put it that way. And it was really kind of like, what the heck is going on? And one thing I knew was that Skagit, like, I didn't walk anywhere at Skagit. Skagit is really small. It's a very small school. It's a community college. Um, And all I did, I literally would sit in chairs the whole day. Whereas at Western, when I was there, it's like, no, I actually have to walk various places and there's hills and stuff like that. And so I'd get up, go to something else, have to walk five to 10 minutes to get to that place. And like, I'd go up one hill and down one hill and then I'd have to go home. And so like, I'd had a 15 minute walk there. And so there's just these small things that I think kept me a little active. 
and then that was gone. And being at OSU, it's very flat. I live at the Haven, which is right across campus, so I really don't need to walk very far to anything, any place. And so um, um, during that time, it was, and a little bit after, like I just noticed like um, just various little health things crop up that weren't serious, but they were like, oh, Mm-hmm. It's like if they're definitely re- uh, related to being sedentary. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm. So that was one thing that I noticed. But I was also getting older. I mean, we're all getting older. But I'm, like, hit in my mid-30s and, like, your body starts, like, not keeping up as well as it used to. So. You start feeling it. You start feeling it. <laughs> so. Uh, so my background regarding physical health, I have um kind of it's a it's a long story um but uh, i had um when when i was pretty young i started getting pretty sick to my stomach pretty often um and so i remember one time i i I swear i got the stomach flu like super often because i was like going to public school and you know you're exposed to all this stuff so i thought i was just getting the stomach flu like all the time it ended Mm up actually being irritable bowel syndrome related Mm. to anxiety um but it it could have also been the stomach flu but i remember having the stomach flu one week and i lost 10 pounds just in that week Mm -hmm. and so um just overall i've had a lot of like fluctuations just in my weight in general um once i was like 14 or 15 i started giving into diet culture, this Mm -hmm. idea of, oh, I need to be on a diet. Um, I remember when I was younger, um, I would look in the mirror and think my, like, thighs were really big or whatever. I thought I was really, really um, carrying a lot of extra weight there that I didn't need. And so I was zeroing in on certain parts of my body that were like, oh, that's not perfect or that's not good enough. And I realized that was in tandem with when I got... Instagram and I started seeing a lot more pictures of other people. I was pretty sheltered. Like I had quite a few friends, but I mean it was like the homeschool community, so it was everyone dressed quite modestly and so you mm-hmm. really didn't get to see people's more of their shape or whatever. Um and so I was like, "Whoa, this is like like my body has to look like these people on Instagram." Um and so that kind of created this unhealthy mindset for me of, okay, I need to be healthy, but what I really actually cared about was how I looked. Mm-hmm. And so I realized, I've been realizing recently as I've been thinking about this topic, like, oh, there's a big difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to talk about that a little bit later more. But um, there, I swear, probably ever since I was 16 or 17, I have set resolutions. I started watching certain YouTube videos on um, doing Pilates. I don't know if you guys have ever done Pilates. Have you ever done Pilates, Nathan? Mm-hmm. They are No, I've never done it. Yeah. I, I know what it is. It's but. mostly for women, but I mean, it's basically like you're using your own body weight to do these incredibly difficult things. It's kind of like yoga mixed with... Anyways, it's, it's really hard. And I remember trying it one time. It was like January 1st, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this video, I'm going to do Pilates, and I'm like, going to see results like the next day, because that's of course what the video promises, right? And I started doing like the second workout of the session, and I collapsed onto my memory foam thing, because 
my shoulder had popped out of its socket. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know if it was like a full or it was a partial um, popping out of my socket, but it was just like, I remember just collapsing and like waiting for it to pop back in and it eventually did. And I was just bawling because it hurts so much, but also because I was like, Seriously, I was so ready to get ripped and all this stuff and look good. I was really ready to look good. I didn't care about being healthy. I just wanted to look good. And now my shoulders popped out mm. of my socket and now I can't do this video for the next week or two mm. while it heals. Um, mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, there's just been a lot of like, for me, there's been a lot of media and mm. other people telling me what my body should look like that I've, I've listened to. Um, and also, growing up, I, we ate pretty healthy. I mean, my mom had an amazing garden. We raised our own pigs for mm -hmm. meat um, and chickens, and we ate like fresh chicken eggs mm -hmm. and vegetables and things like that from our garden. But we also really enjoyed ice cream and those kinds of things. And so, um, overall, I my relationship with food really changed when I was 16 or 17 we were going to go on a family trip to Belize and I was realizing oh I should count my calories and oh I should make sure I'm like not eating a lot so I look good on the beach in my swimsuit like that's what I was mm -hmm. being told and so um yeah so I think my whole health journey really started I mean when I was little like realizing okay I'm not healthy I'm like throwing up all the time then transitioning into, oh, I'm like, I don't look my best or whatever, so I need to be healthy and um, and look good. So anyways, um, that's kind of some of my some of my background. Mm -hmm. Oh, and another thing is, I mean, for physical activity now um, and in the past, I used to do hiking. We did a lot of hiking growing up. But the problem was my parents always had this mentality of like, oh, you go on a backpacking trip and like cut your calories so that you lose weight. Mm -hmm. Or, um, and that's also for the enjoyment of it. But I mean, like, oh, it's a perk. Like you'll lose a few pounds out on the trail. And uh, my mom would always go go out and invite me along and be like, oh, I'm gonna go work out on mm -hmm. Mount Walker and I'm gonna climb 2000 feet elevation in two miles and then do that same thing on the way down. and. Um, it's going to be a workout for me. And so the view of hiking growing up just was tainted mm -hmm. for me because, and just a lot of these physical activities, these awesome physical ta activities like walking and running, mm -hmm. I don't have the same hatred for running mm -hmm. that you do, Nathan, but um, just a lot of those things in my young years were, were tainted and my view uh, was tainted mm -hmm. as a young female in mm -hmm. our culture. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think the only experience I have of that I can think of, like I've seen a lot of like pictures and videos and stuff like that of um, like men who are like trim and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, part of the reason I probably don't have an issue with it is because I'm a pretty slender person, just mm -hmm. naturally. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm like, yeah, so I just don't have a concern with it but when I there was a but one instance of like I, I do understand that like oh like there was this guy and he was like oh yeah like he's this fitness trainer and he always does his like videos with his shirt off and so he's got like the pecs and the abs and stuff like that and he's like um, a 
he's got some degree in something or something like that and so he's explaining all the like technical aspects of the the activity or the exercise and like what muscles it's working on and he had this guy who he was training and you got to see the guy's progress and stuff and uh, I was listening to him for a while and trying to but one I was like one of the things that's really hard for me in exercise is actually um the technical aspect of it Hmm, mm -hmm. like i honestly in some ways i'm like i don't want to learn anything complex like i don't because it necessitates an amount of time technical exercises necessitate an amount of time that i'm like i don't that i'm just like i don't care to invest and i'm like there's just this degree but i remember there's this other guy who uh he was just he was a dad and he was like, hey, I've just set a personal goal for myself to do 100 push-ups a day Holy cow. for like six months, I think. Um, and the thing I liked about it is he's like, hey, I'm just, it's kind of his, him setting his personal goal. And he was using the YouTube video to kind of motivate himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember watching him and he would just do videos of him doing push-ups. That's all he did. He didn't do anything complex. And he logged how he felt and stuff like that through the out the exercise. And he did do like before and after pictures and stuff. And I was like, one of the things I liked about it was one, it's not technical. It's just like, you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. And the second thing that I liked about him is that I was like, you're actually just a normal person. Like, and so his after video was, you could see that his posture was better and that he was slimmer, but he was still like, big Mm -hmm. if that makes sense he wasn't fat or anything like that he was just like broad he was just a guy i don't know how to put it but like you could see like there was he was more toned and things like that but it wasn't like oh yeah look at me i'm so ripped and it's like no he's like i'm fit now and i'm like he's like i feel stronger and a few other things i was like that's a goal i can achieve Hmm. and i can do and I'm like, and the, and I would say one thing is like the feeling of like, I feel stronger, like not like, oh yeah, I'm strong. It's just like, no, like I feel like able to lift things more easily mm-hmm. and I can just do my life better. Mm-hmm. Um, has always been a, is an appealing thing for me instead of being the over exaggerated, like, see, I can lift 250 pounds over my head. I was like, right. The only time you ever do that is when in the gym. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not very practically useful, um, in my opinion. Yeah. And so, anyway, that was that's the only time social media, that's been my relationship with social media. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've kind of just, I don't have the same. And so it's different for me. I'm older. I don't have that same relationship with social media that most people do. I think that that goes to a really important point, Nathan. I remember working at a athletic club. That was my first job out of college. I worked at an athletic club, front desk, concierge, like mm-hmm. trying to sell people um, memberships and things like that. And it was overall a pretty good experience. But what I found was everyone was on their own individual journey. And I was listening to their own individual journeys and the way they did their fitness mm-hmm. um, as I was talking with members. And I was internalizing, oh, I need to do that, or oh, yeah, I should do that. And there was all these ideas that were floating around of, like, how I could take care of my body. I just got overwhelmed, and I mm-hmm. didn't know which one to choose, mm. and um, I didn't know which one would be best for me. 
And so I, I tried personal training and it was pretty good. The gym ended up ripping me off financially. So that was sad, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, so anyways, it was just like, whoa, okay, this is, this is crazy. Um, there's so many options out there. And so I think really as Christians, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And, and I think something that, um, God has started to teach me is like, Anna, I know your body best. Mm-hmm. Like I know all the little things mm-hmm. about your body and how I, how I made it. Um, it made me, makes me think of Psalm 139 classic verse, but I mean it, God knit us together in mm-hmm. our mother's womb and, um, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so he knows everything about us. And also like if we're experiencing a certain kind of sickness, like he knows what's going on with that too. Um, and so he can put, he can, I think speak with us uh, through his Holy Spirit of like, Mm -hmm. hey, how about you go on a walk today? I've had that a few times where I've been like sitting and reading a book. He's like, hey, Anna, how about you get up and go for a walk? You know, and it's not necessarily like the God is our like physical trainer, you know, our Mm -hmm. personal trainer, but in some ways he is. I think Mm -hmm. his Holy Spirit doesn't just guide us to like, oh, go talk to that person on campus or, um, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you should, I mean, he can guide us in every aspect of our lives. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's one that we can often leave God out of. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen just a lot of a lot of people being like, oh, I can do this. This is me. And it's like, actually, the Lord made your body mm-hmm. and he made it good. Mm-hmm. And this is something that you can invite him into. Mm-hmm. And you have your own life to live and your own um the own, your own way that the mm-hmm. Lord might want to guide you and how to mm-hmm. take care of your body. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit more um, about the difference between bodily health and physical looks. So we've been talking about that, how there there is a difference. Um, so what is that difference and what is some truth we can hold on to when the media is sending so many messages our way? Um, when I think about this this question or this idea, I think about, okay, bodily health, what does that look like? Okay, that means what am I eating? And then how am I, how am I exercising? And then what might be um, my physical setbacks that I have? Um, so uh, when I think about, okay, what am I eating? Um, I mean, what do you get at the grocery store? How often are you eating out? That kind of question, asking myself, what am I eating out? Um, and also going to the doctor and talking with your doctor. Okay. What, what am I eating? What should I be eating? Um, and, uh, with, what else did I say? Oh, exercising like fitness. Okay. What kind of movement am I doing? Um, and I, and then like, if you have anything that your doctor, you might be talking about with your doctor that's a physical ailment or maybe a disease um, and factoring that into, okay, how can I take care of my body in this, um, this idea of, of this, our bodies being a temple of the Holy Spirit, right? The Bible says that um, we have um, the Lord within us. We are, we are temples um, when we have his spirit inside of us. And so I, I do think there's a big difference between like health and then how our bodies look. Um, but this is very tricky because how our bodies look can be a reference or give away how 
healthy we are. Well, I would say actually is um, looking good doesn't actually mean you're healthy. True. Yes. So that that's the I thing. Think that's so, you actually, to, so you actually yeah. have to go, I, like, how do we define what healthy is, is actually a really uh, big component. I would say it doesn't have narrow implications. So one of the reasons I want to work, like, do rowing is because I was like, well, it's good for my heart. Mm-hmm. And it's going to give me, and working out in general, like exercising, let's say exercising instead of working out. Uh, Exercising uh, promotes having a lot more energy. It improves mood. It um, um, has just so many other impacts. And those impact the relationships that I have. Mm -hmm. So like if I, and how long I am actually on this earth. So I can have a wider influence and be more helpful and constructive to- with other people. Whereas if I don't live a healthy lifestyle, if I choose to not live a healthy lifestyle, those things, my mood is impacted, my I'm not going to probably live as long, and the list goes on, and that's all not positive. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I kind of describe health, is about like improving the improving quality of life, which is not looking good. It's not, if it's, if my pursuit is to look good, it's too narrow and it's Mm -hmm. self-interested. But in working out, I will probably look better and that's okay, but that's not my end goal. My end goal is actually like, no, I want to actually work out as little as possible with the maximum maximal amount of like quality of life for oh, that. Interesting. Uh-huh. That's that's me. I, if I could work out ten minutes a day and like have tons of energy, and mm-hmm. but if I need to work out for an hour a day, I'm like, okay, I should probably pursue that goal, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so, like, health, however, is, I would say, largely, at least within the college culture, isn't actually the point of working out. It's oftentimes about looking good. Right. You're working out an hour and a half a day. And so moving a little bit more into that spiritual, the question of the spiritual, it's like, okay, so you spend an hour and a half a day doing that. How much time do you spend, like, learning about God mm-hmm. and growing your relationship with the Lord? Mm-hmm. It's disproportionate use oftentimes I've had a number of students just like oh yeah I want to look good and all this stuff or like I'm working out like an hour and a half a day I was like well you don't actually need to do that to be healthy Mm. you need to do that because of some other reason Mm. so and some of those reasons I think can be good it's like you know I, I I work out an hour and a half a day because honestly when I work out it really helps me think through things Sometimes I work out because it really, like, I'm just stressed and it helps me get rid of the, that immediate stress that I have. Um, and so, like, they'll spontaneously do workouts because it's, like, it gets them out. I knew a guy, actually. And this guy was great. He he did crew. And he, he did crew. What else did he do? He was a full-time student. And uh, he was great. He was a really cool guy. And um, he was, I can't remember why, but he 
was getting like five hours of sleep a night because he was just so busy with stuff. And crew was one of them. Crew was one of the things that he was busy like about. Like rowing kind rowing, of Rowing, yeah. Okay. So rowing kind of crew. So he was on the crew team at Western Washington University. And he was like, and I really appreciated this. He was like, I wanted to join crew because I knew it was really hard. And I just wanted to like accomplish something really hard. And I'm like, I can appreciate that. So he biked a mile and a half, two miles to Lake Whatcom to do crew every morning, five days a week. And then he would do crew and he was sleeping so, and he was like, I'm only going to drink one cup of coffee in the morning. That's it. And so whenever he got tired, he would do a 20 minute workout to wake himself up. And I was like, actually, I kind of get everything you're doing. And this is all like sensible. In my opinion, he was like, no, I, I need to stay focused. I need to do my homework. So I'm going to work out for 10 to 20 minutes and then whew, got him going. And then he would do go back to his work, homework and stuff. And then like four hours later, he'd do another 20 minute workout. And he was like, I should probably do more sleeping. <laughs> but he was like, but he was just busy for that year. But and he like just was like, I, I, I'm going to do this goal. I'm going to accomplish it. And then I'm going to be done and. Oh, so it was like Done. a short term. It was, a, it was a year long mm-hmm. commitment. And it was like, I was like, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciated that. Um, I can appreciate a person that's like, hey, I really want to solidify the habit. So I'm going to do something really, really challenging that really pushes me. And then I'm going to like settle down. And so there's a lot of reasons for it. But like, I know a lot of students have like, oh, like, why are you working out that much? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to. Like, right. I have a hard time finding a half hour to work out. Mm. Granted, I also engage in a lot of distractions, mm, but yeah. But it's like, anyway. Um, oh, so also something else, just on the media point before we keep going, I think it's really true that, like I was, what I was saying earlier, God made us all unique, meaning he made us all with different shapes and sizes and hair colors and just all those different things. Um, and... When we when we know the Lord, like when we're all in heaven together, there's all these there's these images and revelation of like all these different tribes and tongues of people praising mm. God. Mm. There's not going to be it's not going to be all these models up mm. there praising God. There's mm. going to be all different kinds of people, all different um, kinds of bodies and mm. people of different kinds of backgrounds. There's going to be people in heaven that are going to enjoy like going on super long hikes, you know, or whatever, or there's going to be people that really just like to sit and hang out and talk for four hours about deep things. (laughs) (laughs) Which are both beautiful things. And in heaven, we're going to have, (laughs) (laughs) I guess you could go on a walk and talk about deep things, but like you do, Nathan. Mm. Anyways. Um, but I just I just love that that like no matter where where anyone is at with like their their health or their their physical health, um, no matter like what kind of body type quote unquote you have, like it's beautiful and it's gonna be in heaven. And um, God called it good when you were born, and He's gonna call it good when He takes you home um, into the eternal kingdom um, that He has for us. So. Just wanted to say that mm-hmm. that Instagram, that what other people say about you does not define what your body should should look like. Um, and the Lord, I feel like the Lord and then doctors and professionals can really help us um, find out what's going to be healthiest options and how to take care of our bodies, to take care of the temple that 
the mm-hmm. Lord has gifted us with. And if, and figuring out like physicians and trainers and stuff like that can help you determine what's uh, achievable for you. Absolutely. Um, so this is our, our last point to talk about, Nathan. So this one's going to be for you first. What does God have to say about our health when we're experiencing sickness and or disease? What is your hope in the midst of that? Or our hope in the midst of that. Actually, one thing I do want to like bring up real quick is like a passage that contextualizes um, like physical health and pursuit of physical health and um, spiritual health. So in First Timothy four uh, verses seven and eight, it says, "On the other hand, discipline yourself to the purpose of godliness. For bodily discipline is only of little profit, but godliness is profitable for all things, since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come." Um, and so that passage, one of the things I think is really good about that passage there is that one, it doesn't condemn bodily, dis- as it puts bodily discipline, which it's talking about exercise and physical health, actually. He's not condemning it. It's just contextualizing that actually the pursuit of godliness is better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say it has more long-term implications. So eventually you're going to get older and you're not going to be able to do as many physical things as you earlier could, but you're always going to be able to exercise compassion. You're always going to be able to exercise mercy and care for other people and Mm. uh, gain wisdom and distribute wisdom and things like that. If you're doing that earlier rather than later, it's has wider benefits for this present life. But then also it is has some, apparently, according to Paul, some implication on the life to come. And part of the implication of that life to come, I think, is is the fact that it's like if you're like evangelizing, if you're uh, practicing godliness, which spreads the gospel, you're going to increase he- the, uh, the population of heaven. Hmm. But working out physical health, which he's not condemning... Is, doesn't have that eternal aspect to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have those eternal implications. I'm curious. I'm curious. This is a really creative thought. Okay, this is really out there. I'm not saying this is theology, but one of the things that we talk about in the resurrection of the body is that it's in the mirror of Jesus, Jesus's resurrection. And like, what does his restored body look like? And we talk about like, you know, the resurrection, a lot of people believe that the resurrection, like there's a lot of people that are healed of physical ailments that they had because they are the result of a fallen world. Um, I'm curious how many people will be in heaven who will not be as ripped as they, as they were, once were on earth. He was like, no, that was a fallen pattern. Hmm. You, you, you're saved and you're in heaven because I love you and you accepted my name and stuff like that. But that wasn't the image that I had for you. Whoa. And now you are the fulfillment of the image I had for you. Yeah, I know. I just like, I just thought of that one. I'm like, oh my gosh. Can you imagine like if we were to ask God here and now, like how much healthier we could be Mm -hmm. like internally and externally if we were like, God, what is the image that you mm-hmm. have for me? Yeah. And so it's like, uh, so yeah, like there's like, no, like, do you realize that your physical body was your idol? And I'm removing that idol, that that idol was what you made there was a God. And there's only one God in heaven. 
and he's the one that made you. And I like, and everything conforms to the image I had for them. Oh, and so shoot. it's like, so I, I took that away. <laughs> oh, snap. Nathan, if for context, Nathan is like freaking out over here. He's I know, so excited. This is His crazy. face is I'm really like, excited. I'm like, this is pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm like, this actually might act. This actually might happen. Yeah. Because what does God ask us? He asks us to like put away things that we desire and want. Mm-hmm. I don't know why in heaven those things wouldn't be removed. Hmm. So just rewinding a bit to what we were talking about earlier, um, Nathan was talking about how our bodies um, are not supposed to be necessarily the focus, our focus of um, like working out and things like that. As much attention. As much attention. As we give it, maybe. As, as, we, as we tend to give it or we can give it or it can become an idol. Um, but focusing on working out our salvation or... Um, uh, working on those things like growing compassion and growing righteousness mm-hmm. inside of us. That's that's a, a very noble pursuit. And um, when I think about that and in the context of what we're going to talk about next, which is sickness and disease, which one of those things is going to be long-lasting even if sickness and disease were to rob us of our physical health? If we think about it, our physical health is so... Um, fickle. It's so subject to change, just mm-hmm. like that. Um, but these things that we grow inside of us, um, like what we were talking about last night at Fellowship, I mean, stead- a steadfast hope, um, compassion for others. Uh, when I think about the image of someone laying on a hospital bed and dying or suffering, we can either choose to have contempt toward these people and just lash out or we could allow we could have allowed the spirit of god to be working in us and be incredibly gracious and be incredibly loving to the people mm-hmm. around us so those kinds of things are really the things that are going to last into into eternity um and so i just thought well, that was an interesting and important thing to bring up that um with this question of what does God have to say about our health when we're experiencing sickness and or disease? And then what is our hope in the midst of that? Um, that when we cultivate those those inner things inside of us that the Lord wants, wants to make beautiful, those things in us mm-hmm. that he wants to redeem, um, when we experience sickness, when we experience disease, there is a healing that happens inside of us that is portrayed to those around us but there's also just a hope. There's a a desire um, for the Lord that is more important than our physical health. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so Nathan, do you have any any final thoughts for us as we're wrapping up our topic on physical health? Um, something I think I'd, I'd like to say is that um, to contact like the Christian mindset while like, you know, Paul, the passage I just read says uh, doesn't condemn like physical health, like the pursuit of bodily discipline. While it says that at the same time, 
Christianity uh, is founded upon like someone who sacrifices their physical health. Mm-hmm. So Christ is like actually says no, like I give up my physical health by dying on the cross. And so like well, you know physical health is good, um, you know, and pursuing physical health is good. Um, at the same time, there is this tension, and many Christians throughout history have like pressed this. Uh, Jesus, I would say, in our worldly culture, risks his health in touching a leper when he heals him, which is insanely profound when you think about it. It's like Jesus is like literally that culture in that time understood that touching lepers got you leprosy. They understood that. And meant death. And meant death. There was no cure for it. And at that. it was also uh, social. You were social outcast. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, that so the, the social the social outcast was really like you can't be around people because you're going to get people sick. Yeah. Um, with leprosy, and so like Jesus like defies that whole conception by like being like, no, I'm going to touch the leper. I'm not going to listen to the world that says no don't touch them. He's like, no, the will of my father is to touch the leper. The challenge I think for us is, and uh, is can we one step into physical health because that's, it's good. It's not bad. Like, you know, like, Hey, I, we need to eat healthier. We need to like exercise. We need to do these things for not for ourselves simply, but for the health of other people. Why do you quit? Like people quit smoking oftentimes when they become parents because they're like, no, I got to be around for my kid. You know, they choose healthier things for other people. Um, On the other end of it, it's like, are you willing to not work out as much so that you have more time for others? Hmm. Well, I just wanted to read um, a verse that's just been keeps coming up in my life as I've been uh, thinking about this topic and struggling with this topic. So it's Romans 12, 1 through 2. Um, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And then Paul says, uh, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So in this in this pursuit of understanding what physical health looks like, um, I think that's just such a, a, a helpful thought that we um, as Christians are giving our bodies to God, surrendering them to him. And then he promises that he by his through his relationship with us will help us know what his will is for us Mm. Um, so if it's to fast often and to seek him we can trust him and obey him in that and trust him Mm. with our health Mm -hmm. our physical health Um, if it's um, you know making sure we're exercising regularly um, taking care of our bodies that way um, if he leads us towards that, if we have uh, people in our lives um, that he's sent to lead us towards those things, um, and we pray about it, we can we can trust him with that. Um, but really, it's 
it starts with giving God our bodies and saying, Lord, this is, I'm giving this as a sacrifice to you Mm -hmm. um, and let your will be done, not just with my emotional health or my mental health or my spiritual health or my relational health, but Lord, would you have your way with my physical health, with the body, the Mm -hmm. temple that you have given me? Mm -hmm. Um, And I also want to reference Aaron's testimony really quick. Um, A couple episodes ago, uh, Aaron has some really beautiful thoughts about physical um, health. She's experienced a lot of um, sickness in her life. And so if you have questions about how to um, engage the Lord when you are suffering physically or experiencing sickness or disease, um, I would highly encourage you to go listen to her podcast. Neat. Well, I think that's all we've got today, folks. Make sure to tune in next week as we'll be talking about um, what is evangelism. So if you have any questions or topic ideas, feel free to reach out to me at Anna at OregonStateXA.com. And remember that your body is made by the Lord and the Lord can guide you in teaching you how to take care of it. God bless and we'll talk to you next time.